right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host. Nigel Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you. Today is Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. And boy, Is there a lot to talk about? I've got to really figure out how we are going to smash it all into this situation that we have going on right now. But first of all, I'd like to say happy birthday to my Cryptopians. We have Jacqueline Turner today. We have Renisha Scott, Debbie Davison, and Legetta Yvette Wright. I would like to say to each and every one of you, happy birthday. May your day be filled with all the love, joy, peace, happiness, and understanding that you deserve on your birthday. And if you'd like to get a shout out from me on your birthday, please do me a favor and send me a text message, 424-317-7373, 424-317-7373, and I will give you a shout out on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. And today we celebrate Women's History Month. And I am a woman who cryptos. And so we are honoring other women who crypto in this cryptocurrency space. And with that, we have Miss Katerina Ferreira. And she is the founder and the community manager at Blockchain Ladies. And what that is, is a virtual place where strong women inspire other strong women. We all come together to talk about different situations that we have, because what I think a lot of people fail to realize is that mothers in the cryptocurrency space deal with a lot. Women in the cryptocurrency space deal with a lot because we're mothers, we're wives, we're we're, we're, we're employees, we're entrepreneurs, and there's so much that you need to keep up with in the cryptocurrency space. And so we get in these types of meetings and organizations so that we can keep each other up on game in this system. And so uh, she has blockchain ladies. So those of you that are interested can reach out and get a, be, become a part of blockchain ladies. She is also the chairperson at 
Neutralia Global Research Connections, and it is the first blockchain-based crowdsourcing project that allows citizen scientists to collaborate about science research topics. Katarina was formerly the community manager for the PHI token, PHI. Um, and so a lot of you or some of you may have gotten involved with the PHI token, but she was the community manager really trying to figure out how to get people engaged in that PHI token. And there is a difference between a token and a coin. And we're going to talk about that because a couple of people have asked. We're not going to do it today because we've got so much to talk about. But tokens are different than coins. And um, there's just so much to learn in this space. So we are here today, or a lot of you are here today, to learn about cryptocurrency. But some of you are here because you are curious as to what is going on in the banking industry, which has all to do with our money, the cryptocurrency industry, the Bitcoin industry, People just want to know what's going on. They want to know if they need to be taking their money out of the bank or what that actually looks like. And I am here to share that information today. And before um, we get any further, we're going to jump into our cryptocurrency quote, because I think it is so relevant for today. And this quote comes from Satoshi Nakamoto. For those of you that are new, Satoshi Nakamoto is the pseudo anonymous name for the person or persons, plural, that created Bitcoin. And that quote says, Chancellor on the brink of second bailout for banks. And when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about that quote and we are also going to to plead our case. I don't even think we got to plead our case right now. I'm just going to make my case about why Bitcoin. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward, everyone. Welcome forward. So as we dig into this quote, Chancellor on the brink of second bailout for banks. So a lot of you are unaware that Bitcoin started with this actual quote. And it was and let me just kind of give you the parameters. Well, we were in the middle of the banks doing exactly what they're doing right now are having some of the challenges that they're having right now. And so we're talking 2008, 2009, when the banks were getting bailouts, but the banks also had the property that they had foreclosed on. And then those bailouts went into the auto industry and all over the place, right? And our United States government had to step in and do some things, but not just here in the United States. All around the world, there was a problem going on. And so when you hear the word chancellor, of course, it means government of some sort. And so we don't know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. Again, an individual, a bunch of people. But we, what we do know 
is that they wanted to make sure that this system, the money system was fair and equitable. So nobody really knows what chancellor on the brink of second bailout means, but we do know that those words were on the newspaper on the front page of the times. And it said um, exactly that, that there was a brink uh, and a, of a second bailout that was coming. And it was after that 2008 financial cr uh, crisis. And so as we look at Bitcoin and why it was created, it was an idea that started, obviously uh, he, she, they, it had an idea to create this digital currency that cut out the middleman, which was the bank. And the reason, again, is because this big debacle in 2008, 2009 was going on. And, and obviously it had gone on before, but not in such a big way that 2008, 2009 did. And so it was meant to be a revolution to change money and for individuals, again, to be able to do things peer to peer without any middleman owning our own money. Now, at the time, 2008, 2009 was happening. There was no such thing as Bitcoin. But I want to share with you that Bitcoin was created for a time such as this. So why would anybody bother to create Bitcoin? Let me say this before I go any further. Bitcoin was absolutely not created to get rich quick. And it was created to preserve the integrity of money. So to make the most of your precious time, because we all work for our money, whether we're going to a nine to five or whether you're an entrepreneur, you work hard for your money and it's your precious time and it needs to be preserved. Uh, your energy, your life in its totality. Bitcoin's purpose is to provide reliable money that will serve all of mankind forever, ladies and gentlemen, not just right now, not just serving the wealthy, not serving the individuals that are accredited investors, not serving those individuals who have more than $250,000 in the bank. And that is what we see happening right now. They are catering to these specific individuals, but in the event this happens to the lesser of, I won't even call us the lesser, but those that don't have 250,000 in the bank, we may see something different. And so I'm going to caution you in a little bit moving forward. But what problems was Satoshi Nakamoto trying to solve? Bitcoin is the ultimate bait and switch. Even though Satoshi was trying to solve a problem as it relates to the financial system, a lot of our communities got involved in this, again, to get rich quick. But when they got involved in Bitcoin, they started realizing that there's a deeper purpose. And right now today, March 14th of 2023, that deeper purpose is starting to rise above the get rich quick that everybody has been thinking about for the last several years. Ladies and gentlemen, blood is in the water. And there is a deeper purpose and it's showing up within this last week. Three banks that I personally have done business with through either vendors 
or picking up the phone, trying to call them to see if I can open up a bank account for my exchange or even trying to get funding for my new fintech bank. Um, but I've been in contact with all three of these banks. I've been in contact with these banks at some point. And um, two of them just happen to be some of the largest banks in the United States. And they've now been seized by regulators, as most of you know. And there has been a massive bank run. And we talked about what bank runs are on Friday. So if you missed that, please go back and listen in to what a bank run is. But what's happening right now is the confidence in the United States banking system has been shaken at its very core. The foundation in response, the Fed's. The Treasury and the FDIC have actually stepped in on Sunday and guaranteed the deposits of all the customers at those respective banks. But I need you to do a little bit of research because FDIC stated they don't have funding. The insurance, the insurers don't have the amount of funding that they need, which is why the feds and the Treasury had to get in. And, and that's not the whole total picture. Again, we don't have a lot of time to kind of break all these things down. But in retrospect, they actually stated that they didn't have a lot of funding. And so if this is going to happen again and again and again, ladies and gentlemen, we're in trouble because the feds and the Treasury nor FDIC have enough bandwidth to continue to bail out all of these banks as these dominoes fall. So what has happened is they have done something short term. They've gotten rid of the short term pain. It's been bandaged and it can prove to be a systematic shock that will highlight again Bitcoin in a way that hasn't occurred since the 2008 financial crisis. Why couldn't it be uh, highlighted because Bitcoin wasn't yet in total existence. But the United States government place this band-aid in my opinion and this is my my uh understanding of it they place the band-aid on a gaping hole that is bleeding and needs stitches and so right now it's kind of subduing the blood but it is bound to pop its head up because you just can't put a band-aid on the types of situations that are happening but the decisive actions in my opinion to protect depositors kind of goes both ways because I think again, they are catering to a certain type of individual in this money system. And if it was just regular everyday people, would they come to the same uh, conclusion to jump in and give them all of their monies back for monies that they knew wouldn't be insured over a certain amount, but they took that risk and they did it anyway, just because they had the posture that they knew the United States was coming to the rescue point blank period. And I don't think a lot of us have that posture that they're going to come to our rescue. And we need to look at historically what has happened to us. They haven't come to our rescue or maybe they did come to our rescue a little bit in the last couple of years where they've stopped taking NSF checks of money from 
people that didn't have the money in the first place. So maybe they did come a little bit. You know, that's been one of my pet peeves for the last 10 years as a financial advisor. It just irked me that they would take money from people that didn't have money, but then give money to people that have money. And we're seeing that all the time over and over. And this week has been no different. So now we're seeing a new iteration of this invisible consequence of fiat currency. And so you've got to understand this is evidence of why Bitcoin exists. I'm not a financial advisor anymore on purpose, and this is not financial advice, but I'm going to say this to you all. You can do what you want to do as far as the banking is concerned, but I can, can, I just have to say this. I feel so calm, cool, and collective collected, not even collective. I'm collected because I control my money. I don't have to worry about if the bank takes a bunch of my money. Cause they did that last year. We talked about that 44,000 still haven't gotten it back. And those are the types of disparities in the things that I see because they rush to make sure that certain Americans are taken care of, but just Take some time and Google, ladies and gentlemen, all the people that are have lost small, little, teeny amounts of money in the bank that the bank is doing absolutely nothing for right now. And because we are a people that just accept what is going on, we kind of shrug our shoulders and say, ah, it's okay. I'm not even going to worry about it. I get back to it or whatever. And we never come back to get what's ours. And as a result of that situation, I'm not quite sure they're going to come to our rescue if our regular banks, our everyday banks actually fall through and we have a bank run on those banks. And so I want us all to be in control of our money because it's so exhilarating. It is just absolutely awesome. And maybe you're sitting here listening to me today and you feel safe about your money in the bank. And I'm not going to say that you should, but maybe you should. But what about your 401ks? Ladies and gentlemen, let's look back at history. History doesn't lie unless you're talking about black history. Then it doesn't lie. It's kind of hidden. And you'll catch that later. But the 401ks during 2008, 2009, because of the bank runs, because of the bank bailouts, because of the bank's misappropriation of funds and all of the bad investments that they made, 401ks and IRAs lost $2.4 trillion in the second quarter of 2008. And the average loss that year for workers who had been on a job for 20 years, ladies and gentlemen, was about 25%. So if you want to know why 10 years later, some of those same individuals are still working, it's because they're trying to catch up from the money that was lost and taken from them in 2008, 2009. Well, I got news for you. This United States bear market that took place because of the last situation that happened between 2007 and 2009 was 17 months. 17 months was a bear market. It affected the stock market. It, 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 the S and P 500 that most people talk so highly of. And again, 
You got to make your own decisions, but it lost about 50% of its value. We can't afford to lose 50% of any value. We can't afford to lose 10%. But for the whole duration of that bear market, it was it was a catastrophe for individuals who had saved up some substantial amounts of money. But not only that, we think about the banks getting bailouts and we think about uh, it's just the banks. It's just those people. We think about it being somebody else. But I have told you the macro situations in this world, in this United States, trickle down to our community. And so after the 2008 financial crisis, I'm going to take it another direction because it's not all about money. It affected fertility rates because you know what? When people's mental health or people are stressed and things of that sort, it causes things like fertility rate declines. All of those things have to do with us getting high blood pressure or stressing and having strokes. All of this has to do with money and worrying about it. And so when you get into things like Bitcoin, where you control your own money, you control everything around you. It feels fabulous. And I get up every morning rested when I do go to bed. I'm up. I'm up researching. I'm I'm up trying to figure out what we need to do next. But when I get some rest, I wake up rested. But also, ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking and I've been talking to you all about what next. And we're going to continue to have these conversations about what next. But what I did research as well is between 2008 and 2012, the value of gold increased dramatically. So as we're talking about Bitcoin and some of us say Bitcoin is the new gold. How about utilizing the old gold? None of us, not none of us, some of us think in that in that way. And it is pretty difficult to move gold. But when you're thinking about what to do with your money and you don't want to put it all in Bitcoin, you don't want to put it all under your mattress. We need to start thinking of some alternatives other than what we know is the inevitable situation and the banks cannot keep going the way that they've been going. They're taking too many losses, the interest rate hikes. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes because a lot of people think the interest rate is going to start going down. It's absolutely not. I believe it's going to do uh, 25 basis points or even 50 basis points coming up here. But how uh, did we do with Bitcoin? And I'm going to just throw this in. How do we do with Bitcoin on this last bank bailout? We didn't do anything. You know why? Because it wasn't available. People didn't have the option to take their money from the bank to put it in Bitcoin because it didn't even exist. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen, in 2009, when that quote, the, the chancellor on the brink of a second bailout came out on January 3rd, 2009, Bitcoin was at a zero amount. It was worth a zero and today it is worth, as I look at my charts, $24,960. So if you had taken $100 out of the bank and heard about this thing called Bitcoin in 2009, you would be massively rich at this point in time. However, 
I'm not saying you're going to get rich today by taking money out of the bank and putting it into Bitcoin. But when we come forward, we're going to continue this conversation after traffic, sports and news. This is KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud, loud, loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We are getting into just some great information. I want to give you all a little bit of history. So maybe some of these things make sense. Some of the things that you're doing, because I tell everybody all the time that this cryptocurrency ecosystem is a culture And so I'm just going to give you all just a fun fact that I think a lot of people don't even know. We just think we hear these names and we don't know what they actually mean. And so when we look at this first block that I stated that Satoshi Nakamoto had the words put in it. And again, those words said chancellor on the brink of second bailouts, right? That was in a block. So a block is on the blockchain. Remember, we talked about a block that holds information that no one can erase or alter. So each block is verified and closed with information. Well, this particular block that says chancellor on the brink of second bailout that was computed and put on the computer on January 3rd, 2009 was the very first block. It's called the Genesis block beginning, right? That's why you have some companies that call themselves Genesis beginning because of that beginning block on the blockchain. Now that first block of information was this quote that we're talking about, which is relevant to today because we're in the middle of another bailout. But that being stated, that is the only block that has been created since 2009 that we know of that actually has words inside of it. And so this is very interesting to a lot of people that are Bitcoin enthusiasts because this block has words, but every other block has transactions and there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of blocks that have been created since then, obviously, because we're constantly every 10 minutes doing transactions, locking those blocks and moving on to the next. But also a fun fact that you all would like to know, I think, is that the first block, the name of it is Coinbase. Because it is the base by which the coin was created. So they call it Coinbase. Hence the name Coinbase, which is the exchange, right? 
So they named their exchange after this first block. Some people call their stuff Genesis block. Obviously, it's the first. But Coinbase came, that name came from the first block on the blockchain. Just a fun fact for you all to kind of understand this culture and really understand coming into the Bitcoin space specifically, everything has some intentionality. It is not a joke. It is not for play. Bitcoin was designed, ladies and gentlemen, to save humanity, period. Like there are so many different things that we can tie to Bitcoin. But I just wanted to share that so that you all are kind of understanding that everything that happens in Bitcoin has really been intentional. It has really been working. And it is allowing for those individuals that are unbanked or do not have access to banking the way that we do in other countries to thrive. And they're doing exactly that. And that is why there are so many countries that are looking to bring Bitcoin on as legal tender. The numbers are up and it's going to continue to go up. And as you see people taking their money out of the bank right now, they're looking for places to put Bitcoin in. And it could or could not be the reason why Bitcoin has gone up in price in the last 24 hours and so as we look at the market report I am going to share with you right now that Bitcoin in the last I don't know since I woke up this morning it was actually at $26,000 uh, at some point today but it's at $24,669 right now in the last hour it's up 0.11% in the last 24 hours it's up 1.77% and in the last seven days, it's up 11.35%. And as we move to Ethereum, it is green as well, all the way across. It is at $1,704. In the last hour, it hasn't moved. And in the last 24 hours, it's up 1.9%. In the last seven days, it's up 9.9%. And again, as I scroll down and look at all of the other cryptocurrencies, for the most part, they're all green. And then we see some coins that have gone down and are red. And I'm going to mention Binance because I told you all to be very careful with the Binance stablecoin and the Binance platform because there's some things going on that we don't really see right now. And I haven't been able to put my finger on it, but I'm just going to say watch it. Be careful. Um, and as I look down at some of these other cryptocurrencies, again, most of them are green because they follow the leader. So, again, if we're going to follow the leader, we might as well be involved directly with the leader. And that's just me, again, not providing any financial advice. And as we look at the market cap, now this is what's important. And this is gives us an indication of what people are doing in the market right now. So I'm looking at about 91 billion B with a B 91 billion in that has been added to the market cap of the cryptocurrency space in the last, I'm going to say in the last four days, because when I looked at the market cap, 
Sunday before we knew what the banks were actually going to do, what we knew what our government was going to do. We were right at one trillion. We were just over one trillion. And so this really gives you an indication about what people are feeling about where to put their money. So and sure, there are so many people that are going to take their money out of the bank and put it under their mattress. But you got to be safe with that. And you got to make sure that your house is secure and all of those things. And that somebody's at home. I don't know. At all times. I don't know. But that, in my opinion, is not the safest thing to do, even though we know people have been doing it for years. Um, it's just people sitting on the sidelines right now trying to figure out where to put money. And so when you go to the fear and greed index, as I have uh, told all of you are advise everyone to take a look at periodically, find out what people are thinking. Where are they? And I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, we're at a 26. We are just at the top of extreme Fear. Matter of fact, while I'm talking, it just popped in the fear, extreme fear. So we're at 25. We're not even in fear. We're in extreme fear. So that tells you the sentiments of people all around this United States, not just me talking here on the radio. We are in a situation where nobody really knows exactly what is going to take place. And I'd rather be safe than sorry. I've seen sorry. I watched sorry a whole bunch. I watched sorry all last year when my $44,000 was missing. And all the bankers could say is we're so sorry. We're trying. We've called this department. We called this department and nothing is happening. I'm done with sorry. It is time for us to be sure and secure about our financial freedom and about our finances in the future. And so I'm choosing to do something different. And it's going to look exactly like what I'm doing right now is figuring out the best ways to diversify my portfolio without leaving it in a bank that gives me nothing in the first place, period. I don't even care. You can argue whatever you want to argue. They give you nothing on interest in the bank. We we come up with this 0.0025, whatever that percentage is, it's nothing. And so what my goal is in just a couple of days is to show you that that $6 sitting in the bank, opposed to the $6 I sat in Bitcoin over this last year, I'm going to show you what it looks like. We got a couple of days before this study is done, but I am super excited about what I see today. And I know that we can do things like T-bills and, and some of these other things that give you better interest. But I'm also knowing that a lot of that money is locked up in there. You don't even have the liquidity uh, to do the things that you need to do, just depending on what products and services you reach out for and you get involved in. And we can't afford to have our monies locked up in anything right now when we when we know that eventually they may have to come in and really take control of these banks and do some of the things that need to be done because a lot of them are ill run they're not run properly and 
because of the markets and the uncertainty, they don't really know what's going on. So when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll jump into a couple of other things that you need to know that are going on today. And some of the things that the cryptocurrency community is talking about in this space. This is KBLA Talk 1580. New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. So, again, I want to make sure that everyone is taking notice that there's some things going on with Binance. It's halting its sterling deposits and withdrawals and we don't we don't actually know why but it is um they're ceasing on dollar transfers there's a couple of platforms ladies and gentlemen that are stopping the use of u.s dollars and so we got to keep our eye on this and see exactly what's happening and I have some unfortunate news as it relates to Meta, which is Facebook. They are laying off another 10,000 people. Unfortunately, 10,000 people will be losing their job. All that hype around the Metaverse at Meta, which is Facebook, has been scrapped. They don't think that they're going to continue with the Metaverse on Meta. And those 10,000 employees will soon be out of work. Now, our jobs report just came out. Well, our CPI report just came out. And again, this has all to do whether with whether or not they're going to raise the basis points. If the feds are going to raise the basis points. And nobody really knows. But what we do know, because we now understand that the feds want to raise interest rates and the government wants to lower them. The government needs some low. So you spend. I want to talk to you all again about spending. I am going to on Thursday. I'm going to wait till Thursday because I know some good stuff is going to come out tomorrow because I've been waiting for March the 15th. But on Thursday, I'm going to talk to you all about my four new laws. I came up with four new laws since everybody's making up laws and just doing what they want to do. I came up with the law of earning and the law of spending, the law of investing. (laughs) And just we need to we just need to know that there are so many things that we need to be doing right now that we're not. And because we're used to things blowing over and knowing that things are going to be okay, we've got to do things differently. You've got to take a pause from big box purchases, from all of the things that we just, we just, oh man, we, we're just intense buyers. We just got to get it. We've got to do it. This is not the time, ladies and gentlemen. We have got to make sure that we are doing all the right things right now, because what we do today really, really, really does affect the legacy and the financial situation that your family is going to be in down the road. And um, this is a critical time in history. And I, you know, again, I tell you, I'm the last person to be fear mongering. But when we look at history and when we look at facts, 
I'm going to say the math, ladies and gentlemen, ain't mathing. The math ain't mathing. And if we keep this up, we are going to be in some serious trouble. And so for our sake, one of the things we can stop doing in this America is being the number one consumers. Why do we have to be the number one consumers? Why do we have to buy in to what they need us to do in order to keep their pockets padded so they can do what they need to do for their family? Stop it. Like cut it out. You know, my grandmother used to say, knock it off. And, I, and I'm ready to knock it off. We got to knock it off. So I'm going to go over some of those laws on Thursday. And I'm really excited about making sure that we have what we need to get us where we need to go. And again, adding Bitcoin to your portfolio is just a part of it. I'm not telling you to be all in Bitcoin. I can't tell you to be all in Bitcoin. I'm forbidden to tell you to be all in Bitcoin or all in anything, but add a little bit of it to your portfolio and learn how to do self custody, which means having your own private wallet and holding on to your own private keys. It is necessary. If you don't know what a private key is and you don't have a 24 word seed phrase, which is a bunch of words like roots and built and case. If you don't have these words laying around somewhere, if they're laying around somewhere, you need to secure them. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, please send me a text message, 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. So I can at least get you a Bitcoin starter kit so you'll start to understand what is going on. I know a lot of you are new. You're listening in. You just came here because you're trying to figure out what's going on with these banks and what's going on with this thing called Bitcoin. We have all the tools you need to bring you up to speed without you having to spend thousands of dollars trying to understand it. I am taking a look online at people charging $10,000, $15,000 to learn about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. You can get that information right here on KBLA. I'm just excited about the fact that you're able to do this. And Mr. Tavis Smiley is affording us the opportunity to educate our community. You don't have to spend all that money. That 10,000, that 15,000 can better be spent purchasing yourself um, some Bitcoin. And again, that's not financial advice. Do not go out and buy $15,000 worth of Bitcoin. I didn't say that. I'm going to do it when the price goes back down because the price is sure to go back down. We got to understand Bitcoin is 14 years old. It's finding its way and it's definitely finding its footing right now in the middle of this whole banking issue. And this banking issue goes further than you even imagine because it ain't over. The fat lady ain't sung. The, I swear to you, the fat lady has not sung. And so you can take that to the bank. When we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do our daily dollar cost average because you don't have to have $24,000 to buy Bitcoin. You can just have a dollar or $5. So we're going to dollar cost average when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. 
This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. All right, welcome forward. So we are at the point of our show that really, really matters for me and my family. And so I am going to dollar cost average my $6 worth of Satoshis today. Dollar cost average helps you get rid of the volatility. doesn't get rid of it. It just helps with it. So right now we're buying $6 worth of Bitcoin. Those are Satoshis. A Satoshi is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, just like a penny is the smallest increment of a dollar. And so what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, on the Black Wall Street wallet is we're going to get our $6 worth of Satoshis because I got to tell you all this really quickly. I am going to be in Chicago this weekend. I am doing an event called Limitless for Women, and I am super excited about that. I'm going to be sharing my story and letting women all over the world know that how you start is not how you have to finish. And so, again, I'll be in Chicago this weekend. For those of you that are in Chicago, it's called Limitless for Women. You can Google it. You can look at my social media and see it. But, ladies and gentlemen, do that. Oh, I'm going to do that. Daily dollar cost average of $6. And I'm going to show you at the end of the month what this actually looks like. Ladies and gentlemen, we're making way for the D.L. Hughley show. And you all know I say D.L. is the truth. But in the meantime, we're creating Satoshi Millionaires. One family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. You're listening to Nadja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.